Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. He got out of his car and tried to kiss me. I pulled back. I was still not wanting an affair. I was not sure what I wanted. Most likely, I just liked the way it felt to be wanted. This did not stop his calls. Several more weeks went by and we met up again, this time by the water. After walking and talking for an hour, I could not take the suspense anymore. I leaned in and kissed him. It was like fireworks. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does the word ponder actually mean? According to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind, to think about and reflect on. On Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, we do just that. We discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? Or what about stories of disastrous one-night stands? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on this podcast. Hello and welcome to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams. Today's going to be an interesting episode. I do have the Marine chiming in towards the end of the episode, but we're going to talk about orgasms. Um, I've got a couple of articles that I'm actually going to read regarding the myths of orgasms or, you know, what people have said causes it or, you know, you're, you're a failure if you can't have one and all that. One of them is about um, why women orgasm. And the other one is about anorgasmia. It's hard to say anorgasmia, which is a dysfunction of female orgasm. So they are very similar articles, but I still wanted to share both of them with you because even though it's similar, there are a lot of good points in both of them. Female Orgasms, What You Need to Know by Zahn Villainous, updated on April 14th, 2023, and medically reviewed by Janet Brito, PhD, LCSWCST. A female orgasm can be a highly pleasurable experience during masturbation or sexual activity. Male-dominated norms mean much about the female orgasm remains misunderstood and harmful myths persist. 
In this article, we will look at why the female orgasms occur and what happens during an orgasm. We also debunk some common misconceptions. Why do females orgasm? The benefits of the male orgasm are clear. Men must ejaculate to deposit sperm into the vagina, possibly leading to pregnancy. The male orgasm, therefore, serves a clear evolutionary purpose. The purpose of a female orgasm is less clear. Researchers have suggested numerous potential benefits, but few have been rigorously tested and no theory has conclusive scientific support. Not everything the body does has a clear purpose. However, scientists have not discovered the evolutionary benefits of some traits that have persisted in humans. A 2016 study argues that the female orgasm may have no obvious evolutionary benefit and that it might be a relic of a time when the hormones associated with orgasm were necessary for women to ovulate. Since there was no evolutionary need to eliminate the female orgasm, it persisted even when it was no longer necessary for fertility. Orgasms may serve important purposes, however. The pleasure it can cause can encourage females to have sex. They may also promote bonding with a sexual partner, which does have significant evolutionary benefits. What happens during an orgasm? During arousal, blood flow to the genitals increases, causing them to become more sensitive. An arousal increases a person's heart rate and blood pressure, and breathing rate may also increase. As orgasm approaches, the muscles may twitch or spasm. Many women experience rhythmic muscle spasms in the vagina during an orgasm. Several researchers have proposed that sexual response follows specific stages, though their theories about these stages differ. Still, most theories include the following stages. Excitement, during which arousal builds. Plateau, during which arousal increases and levels off. Orgasm, which causes intense feelings of pleasure. Resolution, during which arousal diminishes. Many females are able to have another orgasm after resolution, whereas males usually require a period of rest before having another orgasm. Health Benefits While the internet is filled with articles promising that orgasms improve skin, hair, and all-over health, there is little scientific evidence that orgasms offer any specific health benefits. Scientists have not identified any evolutionary benefit of female orgasms or found that orgasms improve health. But orgasms are pleasurable, and pleasure can be its own benefit. Pleasurable sex may improve a person's mood, relieve stress, boost immunity, and foster better relationships. Women do not need to orgasm to get pregnant. However, a limited body of evidence suggests that orgasms may boost fertility. One very small study, for example, measured whether there was better sperm retention after a female orgasm. While the results confirmed this, proving that the female body retains sperm better after an orgasm will require larger studies with designs of higher quality. Common Misconceptions 
People hold on to many misconceptions about female orgasms. Some myths include women who cannot orgasm have psychological problems. While trauma, relationship issues, and poor mental health can make it more difficult to orgasm, many people with healthy sexual attitudes and good relationships still have difficulties. An orgasm is both the physical and psychological response, and numerous health problems can make it more difficult to enjoy sex in this way. Some people struggle to orgasm due to inadequate lubrication. This may happen while taking hormones, birth control, or during or after pregnancy or due to menopause. Also, women can experience vulvodynia, which refers to the unexplained pain in the vagina and around the vulva. Treating this and other medical conditions may improve sexual pleasures. Orgasms from penetrative sex are common or the healthiest form of sexual expression. Self-appointed experts, mostly men, have long told women that they must orgasm from heterosexual intercourse. However, many women can only orgasm from clitoral stimulation. Sigmund Freud argued that the vaginal orgasm was the superior and more mature orgasm. No evidence supports this claim. Women cannot have vaginal orgasms. While vaginal orgasms are less common than those from clitoral stimulation, some women have them with or without other stimulation. The female orgasm can result from many types of stimulation, including vaginal, clitoral, and nipple contact. Not everyone orgasms from the same type of stimulation. Women need to be in love to orgasm. Orgasm is a complex psychological and biological experience. Reaching an experience orgasm is not the same for every woman. Some women may need to feel love to orgasm, while others may not. A person's relationship with their partner may or may not influence their ability to orgasm during sex. A 2018 study found that 86% of lesbian women said they usually or always orgasm during sex, compared to just 66% of bisexual women and 65% of heterosexual women. Participants were more likely to orgasm frequently if they received more oral sex, had longer lasting sex, reported higher relationship satisfaction, asked for what they wanted in bed, engaged in sexual emails or calls, expressed love during sex, acted out sexual fantasies, tried new sexual positions. A partner can tell if a woman has had an orgasm. There is no way to tell if a woman has had an orgasm without asking her. Some people make noises during an orgasm, while others are silent. Some flush or sweat after an orgasm, but others do not. A person who wants to know if their partner has had an orgasm can ask without being confrontational. If the answer is no, avoid judgment, anger, or feelings of inadequacy. These can put pressure on the person to orgasm, which can lead to anxiety and making it more difficult. Instead, discuss whether they would prefer a different approach to sex.
What if you can't orgasm? Being unable to orgasm is a common issue, and it can occur for a variety of reasons. Some people may not receive the right kind of stimulation during sex, while others may have experienced trauma linked to sex. Others may simply be uninterested. A 2018 analysis of 135 prior studies identified several factors that increased the risk of sexual dysfunction, including relationship problems, stress, mental health issues, poor physical health, genitourinary issues such as pelvic pain, a history of abortion, a history of female genital mutilation, sexual abuse, being religious, perhaps due to sexual shame and stigma. The same study identified several modifiable risk uh, factors that improved sexual experience, including exercise, daily affection from a partner, a positive body image, sex education, and intimate communication with a partner. Masturbation can help a person find what feels good to them. Some other strategies that might help include using sexual lubricants to make sex more comfortable, asking a partner to stimulate the clitoris during sex, masturbating during sex, discussing fantasies with a partner, telling a partner if something does not feel good. The aforementioned 2018 study that compared orgasm frequency among people of various sexual orientations in the United States found that the following behaviors during sex increase the likelihood of women having an orgasm. Deep kissing, genital stimulation during vaginal intercourse, and oral sex. If self-help strategies do not work, a doctor who specializes in sexual dysfunction may be able to help identify a problem, if there is one. Many medical issues can make having an orgasm difficult, including a lack of lubrication, hormone imbalances, pelvic pain, muscle dysfunction, a history of trauma. When trauma or relationship problems make having an orgasm difficult, or when a person feels ashamed of sex and their desires, individual or couples counseling can help. Summary Serious scientific research into female orgasms is relatively recent. Even some doctors may still believe myths about the female orgasm or think that it is unimportant to the female sexual experience. This means that many people may have trouble accessing reliable information about orgasms. A competent, compassionate medical professional can help a person understand the process of an orgasm and identify potential barriers in sexual satisfaction. There is no right way to orgasm and no correct way to feel about sex. People should pursue what feels good to them. This article is called Anorgasmia in Women, and I do have the link in the episode notes. And this was put out by the Mayo Clinic. Overview. Anorgasmia is delayed, infrequent, or absent orgasms. 
or significantly less intense orgasms after sexual arousal and adequate sexual stimulation. Women who have problems with orgasms and who feel significant distress about those problems may be diagnosed with anorgasmia. Among all women, the frequency and intensity of orgasms vary. Also, for any individual, orgasms can be very different from one time to the next. The type and amount of stimulation needed to have an orgasm also varies. Multiple factors may lead to anorgasmia. These include relationship or intimacy issues, cultural factors, physical or medical conditions, and medications. Treatments can include education about sexual stimulation, sexual enhancement devices, individual or couples therapy, and medications. Female orgasmic disorder is another term for the spectrum of problems with orgasms. The word anorgasmia specifically refers to not being able to have an orgasm, but it's also used as shorthand for female orgasmic disorders. Symptoms An orgasm is a peak feeling of intense pleasure in response to stimulating sexual activity. Vaginal penetration during sex indirectly stimulates the clitoris, but this may not be enough stimulation for an orgasm. Many women may also need direct manual or oral stimulation of the clitoris to receive orgasm. Anorgasmia, or female orgasmic disorder, is defined as experiencing any of these in a significant way. Delayed orgasm, absence of orgasm, fewer orgasms, less intense orgasms. Anorgasmia can also be lifelong if you've never had an orgasm, acquired if you have new problems with having orgasms, situational. If you have problems with orgasms only in certain situations with certain kinds of stimulation or certain partners. Generalized. If you have problems with orgasm in any situation. Women who don't always reach orgasm during sexual encounters may not find it distressing. In that case, the lack of orgasm is not considered a disorder. When to see a doctor. Talk to your healthcare provider if you have some concerns about your sex life, especially if you're concerned about your ability to have an orgasm. Causes Sexual arousal and orgasms are complex reactions to various physical, emotion, sensory, and psychological factors. Difficulty in any of these areas can affect your ability to have an orgasm. Personal and psychological factors Past experiences, behaviors, background, or mental well-being may contribute to problems with orgasms. These include past sexual or emotional abuse, lack of knowledge about sexual stimulation or interactions, poor body image, guilt or embarrassment about sex, cultural or religious beliefs about sex, stressors, such as financial problems or loss of a loved one, mental health conditions, such as anxiety or depression. Relationship factors. Problems with your sex partner may be contributing factors to problems with orgasms. This may include lack of emotional intimacy, unresolved conflicts, 
poor communication of sexual needs and preferences, infidelity or breach of trust, intimate partner violence, partner sexual dysfunction such as a male partner with erectile dysfunction, physical causes. A wide range of illnesses, physical changes and medications can interfere with orgasms. Health conditions, long-term conditions such as diabetes, overactive bladder or multiple sclerosis may be contributing or complicating factors in orgasm disorders. Gynecological treatments, tissue damage from gynecological surgeries such as a hysterectomy or cancer surgery may affect the ability to have an orgasm. Medications. Many prescription and non-prescription medications can inhibit orgasm, including blood pressure medications, antipsychotic drugs, antihistamines, and antidepressants, particularly selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs. Alcohol and smoking. Alcohol suppresses the nervous system and may hamper the ability to have an orgasm. Smoking can limit blood flow to your sexual organs, affecting your ability to have an orgasm. Age-related changes to the body. Changes to the body after menopause or later in life may contribute to various types of sexual dysfunction. Related sexual disorders. Women experiencing anorgasmia may have one or more related sexual problem. This may contribute to or complicate the problem with having orgasms. These conditions include problems with sexual arousal, little or no desire for sex, pain from sexual intercourse or other sexual stimulation, dryness of the vagina or vulva, involuntary tightening of the vagina, vaginismus. Though both of those articles were very similar, they came from completely different authors. And there were more, I think there was a lot of similarity, like I just said, but it was interesting to learn a little bit more that it is called, you know, anorgasmia when women are struggling with it. And, you know, I think that, I don't know, in a lot of my podcast episodes, these women will talk about how they never have orgasms with their husbands anymore, but their affair partner got them off really fast and easy. Well, if you look back at the factors in these articles, you can see all those lines or all those necessary suggestive ideas of oral and all the deep kissing and all the talk that had been going on ahead of time. That body was so filled with excitement that of course it was going to be easier to orgasm than when you're with your partner that you've been with for a long time and life has gotten in the way of just going, going, going. You forget to date, you forget to spice things up, but that's what needs to happen. And if you're in love and absolutely attracted to your partner, then I feel, and again, this is just my opinion though, that it would be easier to climax than if you were like just basically do it and get it over with kind of a thing. I don't know. Let's see what the Marine has to say. The female orgasm is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. And I apologize for that a little bit. So trying to gather my thoughts real quick is in my knowledge and belief and experience, 
There's a couple of different kinds of orgasm that can happen. The really intense to the, the mini orgasms, maybe, that can lead to the bigger ones. Um, there's fake orgasms, real orgasms. There's, is it vaginal? Have people been fake on you in your past, honey? I don't want to talk about oh. it. Oh. Uh, wow. So I think I was talking about... Um, an internal vaginal orgasm and or an external orgasm and I think all of these can start with something I learned a long time ago and that was the most sensitive sexual organ is between her ears if you start with as the article might have alluded to a little bit of dating a little bit of teasing on the phone a little bit of eye contact or some really deep tasty kissing she's <laughs> she's licking her lips and i can't I talk <laughs> i i have a, a couple of um thoughts on that and that, that is yes the longer the build-up i believe it's going to be a more intense effect and the wham bam slink thank you ma'am is well that's maybe where you're satisfied as a he but not necessarily as the she. And uh, I think it's it's part of our job to, um, and sometimes it can be difficult, but to, to, to try and get them there first. Sometimes it's to hold out. And as a backup or even as a prelude, we always have um, manual manipulation and oral sex and, and, and some of these things that we can fall back to. But I do think it's intensely important to communicate and uh, I think somewhere along the line I heard a moment ago you don't know if she had an orgasm unless you ask her <laughs> there are some telltale signs okay <laughs> but but yeah. even sometimes though some women do have a hard time and that's where maybe toys come into play because they just really struggle especially with that anorgasmia thing you know and so they talk about in the article that oh men are duh, 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 duh. and a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't have to do with them at all and and orgasms come in those different flavors as, as I was thinking just a minute ago I didn't mention it but there's like the body shivers or a tantric you're not really moving your hips but you can have this close intense personal connection looking face to face and suddenly things are moving where you didn't think they were moving a minute ago or squeezing where they weren't squeezing a minute ago and I'm like what's going on what happened and surprise and it, it, it had nothing to do with the motion of the ocean it had more to do with the connection and the feeling the intensity that was being shared between two people and the newness um, sometimes it happens in newness. Hey, there's a new position. You've never experienced it before. And suddenly you're like, ooh, I like this. That's the position. I don't know. He was told not to give away too many of our secrets. And, uh, well, we'll leave it at that for now. So I did survey a couple of people through social media and, and all of that wanting to get feedback about the female orgasm. And I understand that it is kind of 
how do I talk about it? You know, I got a lot of one lines saying, oh, female orgasm, I like it when they have them you know, for men. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Tell me a little bit more. And I did have two people submit their thoughts. So I'm going to go over those right now. The first one was, well, I have heard, observed and read that many times it seems women orgasms are like waves where a man is like a cannon going off. I think one of the big differences is how most men are happy with one or can have one. Women often can have multiple orgasm if the guy knows what he is doing. So listening to that, and then you're going back to what those articles says. I don't know. What do you think? Do you really think it's the dude's fault? Do you think it's the woman's? Is it the situation? You know, I don't know. Okay. And the next one is the second and last one is, I feel sad that some women don't even have orgasms because of some trauma in their past or from an inpatient partner. My wife can only have an orgasm from our little bullet vibrator and my help. I'm her third husband, and I'm the one that helped her find her orgasm. It's easy for us guys, but with women, it takes some patience and practice. And not all women are the same. My first wife was able to have an orgasm from regular intercourse. So there you have it. (laughs) Both of those opinions were completely different, but what the gentleman said at the end, it kind of matches up with the articles and understanding that there are different. It's not black and white like the rest of us. I don't know. Let's see what the Marina has to say about that. So I'm going to start out with just a little bit of a joke and I hope I don't blow this and uh, jokingly a gal had told me that yeah you can use this as like a anti-rape technique you point and you go hey that's just like a penis only smaller who do you think you're gonna please with that and he says well me of course I personally think it should have ended well your mother didn't complain last night or you could go, yeah, in some some of those some places. Anyways. Uh, so it goes back a little bit to the effort that the guy is, is willing and able to put in. And that effort can be both in uh, keeping up with the cardio and the planning, the forethought you've put into it. And men, just like women, are, 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 are going to be different. There's... Um, sensitivity issues i know there's medications that we can take and things like that 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 can make a difference at times um i still think it comes down to a really good connection and you you get that kind of the face-to-face connection and so you've got the differences of how the women are pleased whether it be internally vaginal or um with a little bit of help And so that can lead to some really good exploration. And the exploration, if used right, I think leads to like that tantric response or the really um, intense soul to soul where um, you really can reap the benefits. And um, that happy woman should be some of the goals we're after. Oh, (laughs) Chante. Oh dear. It's so hard to keep track of where I was when she <laughs> sidetracks me like that. But those, I think, are my thoughts. All 
Thank you so much for your input. All right. <laughs> so in a couple weeks, we'll be back with a new episode about how or if you can truly keep somebody from cheating on you, cheat-proof your relationship. Is that possible? Do you have thoughts on that? If you do, send me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Hey, and also for those of you who are regular followers of Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, as well as the Patreon side, we need new stories because at this point in time, we have nothing new for 2024. So if you have been thinking about submitting your story, now is a good time because I don't know if this just means the podcast needs to come to an end altogether or what. I know my listener load has gone up considerably, so I know there's a lot of people out there, but we have enough to get us through the end of November and then I'll be taking December off like I always do. But come 2024, we need stories or we won't be able to continue. So just keep that in your mind or keep that in your back pocket. Keep it in mind. And uh, if you've been thinking about it, reach out to me. I can help you with your story. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to the Marine. <laughs> I'll teach her better next time. But uh, it was awesome to be here. Thank you for letting me share my thoughts. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. You have been listening to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This controversial yet no judgment podcast is a safe place where women can share their stories anonymously of why they chose to be unfaithful. If you have feedback or suggestions for future Let's Ponder topics, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. This podcast was written, produced, and edited by Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.